Welcome to the Ministry Central Leadership Podcast. Ministry Central is the official United Pentecostal Church International online resource designed to develop and enhance your ministry. Through the teaching and wisdom of experienced apostolic leaders, Ministry Central will equip you to pursue the call of God on your life. In this podcast, you will learn important principles, concepts, and ideas from apostolic leaders who are on the front lines of ministry, making a difference in their leadership and calling. I'm your host, Darren Sargent, and this is the Ministry Central Leadership Podcast. Thanks for joining. I want to welcome you to Ministry Central Leadership Podcast. This is a wonderful avenue, if you will, for Ministry Central. We all know that Ministry Central is the credentialing arm of the United Pentecostal Church International. And today it is a delight to have our General Secretary, Brother Scott Graham, in the studio with us today. We're going to be talking a little bit about ministry, going to talk about leadership. Brother Graham, appreciate you, appreciate your friendship, Thank you. appreciate your leadership. Well, thank you. uh, Thank you for being a part of this. And uh, today, I kind of wanted to just ask you some questions about the importance, first of all, of Ministry Central. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that the general board put into place a few years ago how we are to work our way through Mm -hmm. licensing. And Ministry Central, of course, is that avenue. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about the importance of Ministry Central, why Ministry Central is such a needed thing in our movement. Sure. Well, yes, from the credentialing side of things, there's long been a required reading list for for licensure. Uh, And really what that amounted to was just a question on the application, have you read the books? And you get the check mark. And there really was no uh, mechanism whereby there there was any ability to to really monitor that yeah. how thoroughly were these being read was anything being comprehended etc and so yes some years ago the general board um, implemented a fact that there had to be not only the reading of these books but also mm-hmm. live or video instruction on each one and then testing of some mechanism so while there are different venues that this can be accomplished several of our bible schools are incorporating the books into their curriculum there are some other training avenues out there that have done so uh not everyone has the opportunity to attend one of those other venues or the Bible colleges. So there was the need for the UPCI to provide a venue where the, those boxes could be checked. Now, luckily I went to Bible college back in the stone age. Well, just after the dinosaurs, just after the dinosaurs. So I didn't have to do what is now required. Yes. Although, and that's true. Uh, with, with the exception (laughs) will be that going forward at the close of this year, Okay. 2021 ends. Okay. Bible school, a Bible school diploma no longer exempts you from the required reading. Okay. Through the end of 2021, if we have one of uh, someone who has graduated from one of our colleges uh, with a degree in ministry prep, now that has to be theology or pastoral studies or Christian ministry or whatever the college happens to call it. Yeah. If a student has graduated before the end of 2021 with a you know completed a bachelor's degree in that, then they are exempted from the required reading. But that's only th- true through the end of this year. Okay. So once 2021 ends, everybody's going to have to meet these qualifications someplace. And so, again, we had to provide a venue. So Ministry Central has become, among other things, I, I, I think it's important that we note that Ministry Central is meant to be the training arm. Yeah. No pun intended on the training arm. I did not mean anything, indeed. Thank you. It's, it's, it's the training arms. Yes, uh, thank you very much. The, 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 the point, of course, is that Brother Bernard's vision was that there would be a site 
that any time a pastor thought, man, I wish I had some training resources for my ushers, Ministry Central was yeah. where he could go. If if a, if the music department was you know wanted some training, so that's why of course for the Hoffy Music yes. Ministry is working tremendous, with you. Uh, tremendous youth tool. ministry. I've got I want some resource training for my youth pastor, anything like that. Sunday school teachers. Yeah. That the immediate default would be we've got ministry one Central. central source, Ministry Central, and now so that it has those venues or those uh, avenues in it as well. But it does for our purposes, for my offices, yeah. it is specifically the place. That if if a person hasn't is not going to Bible school or is not engaging in one of these other training venues out there that have been approved, this is the central one, and it meets the good. requirements. Very yeah. good. Well, I'm telling you, if you want to hurry up, you better get your Bible college degree, all of it, yes. all four years all by four the years. end of 2021. In the next in the next so six months, hopefully, or you can work on that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you know the direction that we are really pushing ministry central to is exactly what you mentioned earlier is a place where a pastor can come a leader can come a church team leadership team right. could have access to materials that would help them develop strengthen the core of their leadership team strengthen some of the things they're doing in the local church so i'm excited to see that avenue but uh the the provision provided uh, you know of course being the director of Ministry Central, I get to look at the content mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And I'm just going to tell you, we have some stellar leaders in our organization. It's some great stuff. I would say that that while anytime, of course, you implement something, especially when you mandate it, yeah. uh, you're going to have people that bristle or, or sure, question sure. the motives or whatever. But I'm going to tell you that overwhelmingly, it's incredible. as I've traveled, the feedback has been incredible. Yeah. Uh, guys just say, man, this was so good. The yeah. training was so superb. Uh, I even have heard from people who have who are already credentialed but are taking the courses, sure. expending the funds to do so just because they talked to guys who were getting their license yeah. and were raving about it so much. It's been extremely well received. The, the, content, the content is, I don't know if there's anything out there yeah. that could compare to the content that, not just, you know, we have a we have a free portal in Ministry Central called Launch Your Ministry. Right. That just that alone. It's good stuff. And I, yeah. I've told some pastors at a conference I was at recently, I said, now listen, I said, if you have anyone in your, your congregation, any young man, young lady wanting to go into ministry, send them through Launch Your yeah, Ministry. Yeah, absolutely. And just let them watch that. And then you can determine, okay, they're ready for licensing, mm-hmm. and then they go through that. So Yeah, and like is, you said, no charge on that side. It's all so free, that's and we want to provide that content. Absolutely. But, the, you know, when you get into the licensing part of it and the required reading, oh, it's, incredible. It, it's great stuff. And in many cases, not at all, but in many cases, it's the author of the book who teaching at least in select cases that is teaching the course. So it's relevant to what he, they, he, they know the content. Absolutely. And, yeah. I, and I would just offer this, that lest anyone would think that, well, if I take this course— all I'm going to have is just somebody tell me what I just read. It's really more than that. Uh, I was privileged to get to teach one of them, and I was specifically told as the instructor, we don't want you just to rehash the book. They're going to read the book, teach parallel topics that that go along with it. So just by way of example, I I teach the one on on doctrine, and Mm -hmm. the book is Brother Bernard's book on on doctrine, and it it details and chronicles, and as you might expect from Dr. Bernard, a very thorough job of discussing those doctrines. I didn't need to go back and teach those. There were a couple that we felt were important enough to do, 
But the lessons, the video lessons, aren't just rehashed in the book. I taught instead on the importance of preaching on doctrine, uh, how important doctrine is to you personally, what a safeguard it so is. So needed. So that kind of stuff is related to the book, yeah. but it's not just, I just don't want to get the idea, well, I'm going to read the book and then somebody's going to read it just to talk, me. This yeah. is not story time yeah. with Uncle Benny. This is, you know, this is this is uh, t really quality stuff. everybody has an Uncle Benny. Most folks do. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I appreciate it. I think I think it's it's tremendous material. As we talk about leadership, um, of course, you know the United Pentecostal Church continues to grow, mm -hmm. and everywhere that we're privileged to go and travel and speak to different groups, you're seeing a younger generation that is. I'm very impressed. Let me just say this: I don't disagree. I'm incredibly impressed with the next generation of ministers and preachers. And uh, I've heard people say, well, I'm, a, I'm scared of the next generation. Yeah. They love the truth. They love the message. They love everything about who we are and what we stand for in the word, of course. But if you could give, and you, you are privileged to speak to so many across our fellowship, and your influence and your impact, of course, goes without saying. But if you could give any advice to an aspiring minister, maybe even someone who's been in ministry for a while, what would that advice be? Mm. If you could sit down with, let's say, a 20-year-old college graduate feeling the call of God mm. on his life, we'll start there, okay. and say, okay, I'm going to wrap all this advice down into just mm. a few. I know I'm putting you on the spot. That's, yes. Book, you on books the, have been written. Yes. yes. What would that be from you your know, experience? Yeah, I... I I hearken back to a, a phrase that a, an individual gave me several years ago. Um, it, let me preface this. I, like you, am so impressed yeah. with these young men I see. Part of it, I think, is just I marvel at their skill set. Yeah. They continue. So they continue to go so far beyond where I am in the whole technology world, yeah. and and I'm I'm becoming an old guy. I didn't think that would ever happen. <laughs> I remember when I was young, laughing at the old guys that were marveled at the simple little tech we used, and now I yeah. see it happening. Yeah. But but I do. Their their skill set is so incredible. Their talents, their abilities, their 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 it's 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 so impressive. I had an individual tell me one time that one of the tragedies that he had watched unfold in people's lives is when their talents took them to a places their integrity couldn't keep Oh, them. my. And I would just, I guess, you know, in a nutshell to young developing ministers is get the skills. Yeah, absolutely. I want you to have abilities. Yeah. But I am more interested in who you are than what you can do. Yeah, that is tremendous. Don't, don't be one of those individuals whose talents or even personality yeah. takes them to places your integrity can't keep you. That's good. Um, it starts with who you are. Uh, and if you will focus on time with God, uh, counsel of elders, uh, being influenced by right voices and and become the right person, the opportunities will present themselves. The you, you can always add, you can always add skills. You yeah. can learn how to do stuff. Yeah. You can't always learn how to be you, you have to. Yep. That has to be a lifelong quest. And that is that is incredible advice. And. You know, this probably could be another podcast just talking about this subject right here because we can only go as high as our character is deep. Yeah. And I think sometimes we elevate people based on talent and ability. There's no question. Instead of character. We've made victims of people sometimes with what I have. Yeah. I have used the phrase. They were the victim of premature prominence. Oh, they powerful. catapulted to yeah. to visibility and 
and they became the the you know the flavor of the day. And, yeah. and it was a little unfortunate because they probably didn't have the root structure to, to support that just yet. That's a tremendous, it's, it's, tremendous it's a dangerous point. thing. So I just, I would say, you know, don't, the Bible is quite clear that promotion comes from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so you develop who you are and let, let God worry about opportunities and, and, and those kinds of things. This is different than the, the corporate world. Probably a, a, a career sure. coach in the corporate sure. world would say, you know, fight for opportunities, yeah. be aggressive, push yourself, sell it. yourself, go for it. This is not the corporate world. This is the church. And God elevates, God promotes. And, and if you are just patient and develop who you are and your love for the truth and all that kind of stuff internally, God somehow takes care of that other stuff on the outside. That is, that is so necessary and so needed. And I appreciate you pinpointing that now i'm really gonna put you on the spot nice. okay um thinking of that whole subject line <laughs> matter is there a book that you would recommend? a book oh my goodness yeah i told you i put you on the spot yeah. and you may not have that we have to add it to the show notes but um <laughs> let me let me give you a, a book that really spoke to me as a young minister mm -hmm. maybe you'll give you time to think yeah right um Gordon McDonald wrote a book called Ordering Your Ordering Private, Private. World. I just literally recommended that book to a, a group of young preachers yesterday. Yeah. It's a tremendous book. It is that. Because it talks about the order inside. Mm. And I think so many times we focus on, as we mentioned earlier, you know, we, we, we just push people that are talented. We elevate people that have it going on and neglect to realize there's something wrong inside. And when they collapse... What happened? Yeah. All right. You know, so. Well, I, yeah, I, on that front, I guess when I look back to that season of my life, a book that, that profoundly impacted me, it's perhaps a little more target or emphasis focused uh, than, than the, you know, the order in your private world. Um, but I, it, it's a book that just, it crushed me. And I, I, I've read it. I, I don't know how many times I've read Why Revival Terry's by Leonard oh, Ravenhill. Oh, Leonard Ravenhill. Uh, it just, it, yeah. it, every, you know, I try to read it once a year because yeah. it just reminds do, me again. Do you find yourself, you can't go to that pulpit without prayer. Do you find yourself rereading? Oh yeah. I've got some, a select group of books. Yeah, I, I do read the same thing repeatedly. Now there's some I'll never read again. Yeah. There's fact, some you know, that I'll, I get, actually, I'll yeah. get one line out. That's, and that's right. good. I actually, a few years ago, uh, put myself, I mean, I'm going back now five or six years ago. <laughs> I put myself on a book buying moratorium. Because I had a stack of books to read I hadn't gotten to. And I thought, I'm not buying more. I'm yeah. not buying more. <laughs> and I went back to my bookshelves and I, I picked out a dozen or so things I'd read years ago and hadn't seen in a while and reread them. Just yeah. what was interesting, of course, is is the difference in how you read things at different seasons of life. Yeah, that's true. You know, it speaks that's to you true. in different fashions. But Something that's, speaks to you now yeah, in your, in a what, what are your mid-30s? <laughs> well, that's my IQ, but yeah. you can't go by that. <laughs> Uh, my then to where your twenties, yeah, That's it's right. a little different. That's yeah, right. I get it. I get it. Uh, well, that that book, Leonard Ravenhill shaped you know early ministry. I mean, that Leonard was was, Sodom had no Bible. Yeah, why just, revival Terry's? I mean, you could go down down the list. Those are those, uh, are, fierce. those are tremendous. Now, tremendous if you want to talk books. about a you know a leadership book, and I, I know I'm look like a homer here or just whatever, but. You know, Brother Bernard's book on leadership in the 21st century, tremendous, was book. just phenomenal, phenomenal. because any it, church planner out there yes needs to read because that. it is you know he purposely addresses topics that are yeah. pertinent now and, and it's a I've great read read. It. i read it after pastoring for 
several years. Oh, yeah. I, I read it, and I got so much out of it there. Absolutely. It's not just for church planners. It's for, for anybody. Absolutely. Well, I want to ask you one more thing, um, and then we'll kind of wrap it up here today. But leadership is such a – it's a broad subject. We've already, uh, you know, hit all kinds of things. <laughs> but out-of-life examples – that maybe you've experienced, give us some insight of apostolic leadership in our previous or our current generation. With what's going on right now, what are some apostolic nuggets for leadership that maybe you could just drop for in the next few minutes? The, I think the, the wise leader, and I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm thinking somewhat in the paradigm of a pastor right now, the wise leader is going to both answer the topics of culture without being captivated by the topics of culture. What oh, I mean by that good. is this. That's good. I can't as a pastor, and I, I, I know I'm not pastor now, but it hasn't been that long ago. Um, well, let me, let me just let me frame it this way. Um, I was very blessed to pastor for 15 years in a place that a lot of people have never heard of called Florissant, Missouri. Yeah. Uh, what they have heard of is what's six miles away, and that's Ferguson, Missouri. Yeah, Six miles. Uh, church members, numerous church members that lived there. We ran our vans to pick kids up there. I mean, it, it wasn't like this was disconnected from us. I couldn't walk into church that Sunday after that all blew up and pretend that didn't exist. Wow. I, 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 can't, I can't not respond to certain cultural trends and certain cultural yeah. developments and things that are just ubiquitous in people's worlds that they see it on every side the church has to address be responsive but there's a danger of being captivated yeah that's not my mission ultimately my mission is not to take a stand against transgenderism yeah. I mean, my, my mission is to bring people to the cross. And and some, I just had somebody ask me the other day about whether they thought we should be, you know, they said, if I think about anti-abortion groups, I think of the Catholic Church. Why don't they think of the Pentecostal Church? Wow. And I said, well, okay, let's keep that in balance. I certainly, we're a pro-life sure, movement, sure. And, and I've got no issue. I, as a pastor, would, took a Sunday during pro-life, National Pro-Life Sunday, preached our church about the value of life and addressed, I have no problem addressing that. But... I would not, I don't think we're fulfilling our apostolic mission if if we became the group that protests down outside the abortion clinic every every yeah. Saturday and we're so wrapped up in that we're never teaching Bible studies. We're never my mission is to reach people with the gospel. Now, in the course of that, we're going to teach them against sin. Our moral position is going to be clear. So I'm rambling a little except to say, I don't think we can stick our head in the sand and pretend these issues, the current climate with race and police and yeah. all this stuff. We can't just stick our head in the sand and pretend no. that stuff doesn't no. exist. That is pertinent to our people. They are being bombarded out every side. I can't not address certain things, but I don't want to get so captive yeah. to trends here that I miss my mission That's is to point. preach the gospel. No. I had a man in our church um, come up to me one Sunday and ask if, in fact, it was after I had done the Sunday on, on life. And mm -hmm. I, I talked about the value of life, both in the womb and at the end of life and, and, and preached about that. And we prayed for our nation and all that good man in our church came up to me after that and said, have you ever thought about doing this and, and, and speaking specifically to the matter of sexuality and homosexuality mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff? Because he said, my little girl, and he had a daughter who's probably eight years old, raised in a godly home. 
but she is being so bombarded with the stuff at school that she came home and said to her daddy, I know this is wrong, but if two people love each other, what's wrong with that? Because she had heard this so much at school. So the church has to answer these questions, have to address these cultural things. But I would not want my preaching, I would not want anyone leading our churches to get so captured by that till all I'm wrapped up in is cultural things. When the short version is this, we are never going to be popular here. Never. We are always going to be countercultural. Jesus said they hated me. They're going to hate you. I am not, I am, I am much more interested in, in the approval of my elders than the applause of my peers. That is so good. And so, so I, I don't know if you're listening to that, but if you are, you need to write that down. (laughs) I, I, I want to be sure that I, that, that as a church, for my part, as an organization, that we stay true to our mission. Yeah. And can that mission be framed within a current sure, cultural thing? Sure. Can it address? Can we? Absolutely. The I, gospel is cross-cultural. Absolutely. It works in every And every it generation. answers. And it answers all the All the questions. So, you know, when we had the thing blow up in Ferguson, I was able to stand up and say, we've got this thing. Let's pray for peace. Let's pray yeah. for the people that are hurting. Let's pray for this family. I don't care what the circumstances right were. Right down the road. Let's pray for this family that's burying their their 18-year-old son or grandson. Let's pray for this police officer whose life and family have been devastated. Let's pray for safety. But in the course of that, let's understand, those lines of division, they stop out there. That's in the so church, good. we're one. The church has the answer to this. I agree. So you can frame cultural discussions within the broader culture of, but, but you're, you're in a new thing now. This is the church. Let me tell you how this works. So again, I, I, that's, that's a that's somewhat beautiful. rambling answer to say, no, was, we, was we have to, perfect. we have to be culturally relevant. We don't have to be culturally captivated. Very good. Very good. Well, brother Graham, thank you for your time. You're I mean, so this, kind. this has been a, I think this is going to be a great episode that people are going to take and listen to over and over thank again. You. If you are not a subscriber to the Ministry Central Leadership Podcast, do so, share it, let everybody know about it. Uh, We got some great episodes coming. You've already watched some, but there's some more coming. Glad you're a part of it. Let other people know about it. Thanks for joining us. Brother Graham, thanks again. Thanks, friend. Thank you for listening to the Ministry Central Leadership Podcast. To learn more, visit us at ministrycentral.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please take a moment, help us by sharing and subscribing to this podcast. May God richly bless you. We will see you in the next episode of the Ministry Central Leadership Podcast.